everybody, and welcome to the News Pace podcast with me, Johnny Vedmore. I'm the founder of News Pace, the host of News Pace podcast. I also present News Hound, News Pasty, and of course you'll find words to everything on News Pace too. Now, I thank you for joining me in the journey I've been on for the past couple of months. It's only been a couple of months since I've actually launched newspace.com and since then i've had a fantastic reaction i've been very busy so it's not as full as i wanted it to be i wanted to have more people's content i was hoping to find people to work with who could potentially uh, help me with the site but of course in the type of business i'm in you have to be extremely careful and take a lot of precautions about who you're working with because I mean, what I'm going to do today is not going to be my usual style of podcast. Next week, we'll continue. Uh, I'll continue talking with some very interesting people. In actual fact, I got some really interesting, I mean, down uh, down different rabbit holes, off at tangents, like really interesting people coming on. I'm hopefully going to be speaking to someone about um, the murder of John Lennon next week which i really look forward to because all of that sort of you know everybody who knows my work knows i yeah okay i i document the history of the rich and famous i go back through time and i drag net information i put it in chronological order it's as simple as that i try not to outweigh the information with information i am sympathetic to or uh, uh sympathetic to my views and my opinions i try and put in information even if it makes me feel uncomfortable and it changes my own narrative so i try and tread um, a path of truth with my journalism and i think everybody knows that but i also love to get into a bit of true crime and then you're in a murkier world because a lot of the time is hearsay conjecture <laughs> whatever someone said I, I once said that you know once um uh, I think it was a teacher called Mrs. Malcolm said, I've, uh, they've been talking a lot about you in the staff room and you're in, you're in a lot of trouble. And I said, well, that's all hearsay and conjecture. And the look on her face, I must be about 30 and look on her face was, was wild. And I walked away. Um, I was always in trouble at school. Very naughty boy. But yes, I'm on a journey where I'm not only telling the stories of, of the elites, but I'm also telling the stories of the people who um, uh, functions of the elites, uh, functional parts, play a functional uh, part in the infrastructure that allows the establishment to be. So I don't only study the people at the top of the ladder, I study their minions, I study the people who are connected with them, and the people who allow them to exist, who give them oxygen. For instance, my recent series on Pottinger, um, on J. Stanley Pottinger, is of course related to the Epstein uh, case. And the reason J. Stanley Pottinger is so important is because people like him gave breath and life to people like jeffrey epstein so of course it's a tangle it's a mess isn't it it's a very very big mess so what we're going to do today is have a conversation i'm not going to have a guest on 
even though I did have someone lined up, I said, let's let's hold it off, um, do it at a time that's more convenient for both of us, because I don't want to be self too self-indulgent with the news-based podcast, but this has been the most important probably period of my life um, over the past few months. And it, it was running up to this Pottinger series, uh, the, the Pottinger identity, the Pottinger supremacy, and the Pottinger ultimatum. Everybody knows it. Anybody who knows me knows I love to, you know, ring in a, an a article series or a title, like link it with a famous movie in some way that makes sense then to the actual content and the concept of the article itself. And, and I mean, it was just beautiful the born identity well the first one's about jay stanley pottinger's identity the identity of his father and the identity of his brother who gets who pretends to have amnesia and loses his identity so you know uh, of course that's very relatable to the born identity and then the born supremacy of course is the the, the peak of of the movies and you know and, and treadstone and this operation and covering the truth and starting on the journey, you know, and that was kind of Jay Stanley potting out around Contra and October Surprise, making a name for himself in the uh, subversive world of intelligence and uh, CIA, the, in the CIA world, or the world of the CIA, or at least the intelligence agencies and the establishment as a whole, who know what, what is going to most, mostly know what's going on behind the scenes, at least the, the, the top echelons do. Um, and then, of course, the ultimatum. So the Pottinger ultimatum, which was really an ultimatum faced to Jeffrey Epstein, which Pottinger eventually become part of. I mean, Pottinger eventually becomes part of the controlled demolition of Jeffrey Epstein. Um, I think we can call it something along those lines. It's much more complex than a lot of people think. And the articles I wrote, they, they revealed a lot of stuff that really... Uh, it was shocking to me like to find out that Stanley Potting and Jeffrey Epstein lived 500 meters away from each other. It's crazy to find out that they were involved in the same scheme that ran arms to Iran illegally and is known as Iran-Contra alongside um, Epstein, who fun uh, uh, Adnan Khashoggi, who was funded um, by Epstein and others, and... Uh, Cyrus Hashemi, who was, of course, in business with Pottinger and who uh, who was also um, a client of Pottinger, a legal client after Pottinger left, left government. So so if you haven't read the Pottinger pieces, you should. And I'll talk about some parts of them today, um, some interesting parts. But I want to talk about uh, a load of stuff. Do a bit of housekeeping. This has been the Newspace Podcast. And my friends, you have joined me in an adventure, which was very important to me. And which I thank you for joining me on. And I mean that with like a tear in my eye and like love in my heart. I, I you know, I, I, I can really connect with the fact that I, I've got um, a, a small audience who have found me through all of the massive censorship and the, the BS that surrounds everything. I've got a very strong, small audience of people who care about information and recognize um what i'm doing and, and some some people can you know i do extras i do lots of extras so i don't only do the the journalism and and uh write articles which are, are top-notch investigative pieces i have uh, 
I don't want to be ooh, blowing my own trumpet, but I it's it's only because people are not practicing journalism properly. Um, is that someone like me is able to pump out top-notch investigative journalism and look like he's special. In actual fact, everybody could do this. Um, anybody could do this. You just got to spend your time, dedicate your time to it and give some love to it. And I, I've, I, you know, I've got a very small audience of people who understand exactly what I'm trying to do. And some of them are trying to do the same thing. Some of them are on a journey with me. And like I say, there's extras. So you can go watch News Pasty, which is a bit silly, or you can come through the source material of each of my articles and other subjects with NewsHound that I find really important um, for people to understand how source material works and where people get this sort of stuff from. Um, links are normally missing in the mainstream media. Most of the things they say, um, they kind of give an idea of who the source is, but they don't actually link it up to somewhere. And so they can bend and shape sort of what sources say to suit them and their narrative. And this is something I don't personally want to do. Um, and then there's, of course... Um, audit everything where I get that's just me going out on the streets with a camera and having a little chat with police officers and other people, buskers homeless people and seeing what I can find out there sometimes there's some funny stuff that goes on sometimes there's some dangerous stuff sometimes there's some terrible stuff like um, just a couple of months ago I came uh, when I first set up news paste I went to a 15 minute protest in Cardiff and um, as we marched on with the protest I was singled out and they formed a line that was especially to keep me, this is the police now, to keep me from moving forward. All the protest was allowed to move forward. All the other people were allowed to go backwards and forwards. It was just me. I wasn't allowed to go past. That's what good journalism does. It gets you recognized by um, uh, facial recognition cameras. <laughs> and then it gets you stopped. And then later on, it gets you released very quickly. Um, because they work out you've got a load of freedom of information requests that relate to uh, Ministry of Defence stuff and MI5 stuff, and they don't want anything to do with it, and there's probably a do not detain on my... Um, I don't know, is it PC, I file, PC, P file, PC, E file? I don't know. There's some sort of file that isn't a criminal record. I don't have uh, any crimes to my name. I have no criminal record, but I have this other file that's a load of interactions I've had with the police and that's very long hmm. as long as you can imagine uh, as long as I have had breath in me I have had issues with the police um I actually grew up uh, my my uh, my, fa my family even though they they would kind of laugh it off now because a lot of us are just like you know it's, it's a, we're far removed from our ancestors in many ways um my my family is a really like a uh, strong cardiff family so my granddad ran the roughest pub in the roughest area of cardiff in ely a place called the dusty forge if i say that to anyone who lives in ely or oh, my granddad ran the dusty forge they i i become i have a best friend for life um they were that type of family they knew everybody they eventually went and uh set a, a, a run the woodville on Woodville Road in Cardiff. And so, you know, I've always been someone who goes around and meets everybody and talks to everybody because that's how my family's kind of been as well, you know, friendly, open, welcoming. 
and that's part of what i do and that doesn't necessarily sit well for a lot of people on the independent media so i'm going to explain uh, a couple of things first i'm gonna i think give a little bit of a rundown say I've done about 13, 14 episodes of the Newspace podcast now, and I've interviewed some wonderful people. Um, I'm really happy about some of the interviews I've um, I've done. I've I've become um, uh, more intelligent. I think personally, personally, that's only personal. Um, from listening to other people's views and opinions and taking things in and hoping that I can be big enough to just like, you know, realize when I'm wrong on something. And I've, from the very start, I mean, from the very beginning, made a point of having people on the newspaper podcast who um, uh, were opposite numbers um, to what people may expect. So um, one one of the problems I have in the world that get me really angry, of course, is the fact that people think uh, impartiality uh, is sitting on their side of the fence and not talking to the other people on the other side um, and then saying they're impartial, um, but only to their own people. You know, I I want to talk to everyone, so I want to I want to go through a couple of a couple of things. So the first podcast I did, the first podcast I did was um with Jay Fratt, who I I love Jay Fratt. He's a kind man who has nothing but love. It, it even talking about him fills me full of love in my heart. It makes me really happy. He's such a nice guy, um, and he is a campaign manager really for Eric John Burner, who's a Republican nomination for uh, pre- U.S. president to be the president of the USA. And he's really interesting. He's really interesting. Partially, he's um, a technocratic candidate. You know, he's a technocrat in 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 many terms. Now, uh, Jay Frat says other words. He doesn't use those words necessarily because those words are tainted. And when you are running a political campaign, it's good not to use tainted words. Uh, but he is. But what I love, he's a technocrat that uh, comes to the other side and is willing to speak so far from the other side. So Jay Frat come out of his comfort zone before the campaign campaigns even started goes across to the other side and says hey johnny you don't uh believe in anything really like on the same you we we have the same idea liberty of freedom but we have uh, we have similar uh views about how to live life and stuff you know we're probably both different types of libertarian but we're so far removed when it comes to the idea of what technology technocracy and other things can bring you on what the future looks like in that sense me and jay frat are very far removed from each other yet we can find so much common ground he is such a kind soul he is so willing to speak and i was so happy to be able to start off the newspaper podcast by making a point and that point is that the other side are our friends and our friends don't think the same way as us it's the way it is i mean i've had some beautiful uh, i've i've made friends um through this adventure made friends so you know i i had the a bit uh, the opportunity in april j- just before my birthday to speak with jay fratt and then the next week 
um, just after my birthday, I was able to meet Hedley Reese, and Hedley Reese actually lives down the road from me, and he's um he's a a man who is really uh, just after my own heart in many different ways. Uh, he, he's uh he he has I think his site's called Farmer Flow, and it's just um uh, he's very in the truth of community he introduced me to other people too i mean through meeting new people and discovering that we 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 are kindred spirits we can then suddenly to say well what other kindred spirits do you know because we can swap kindred spirit cards if you want and uh and meet some more people and that's what this adventure is all about and then i got to meet some great people i mean some really interesting people the next podcast was lindsay Sharman, who's i mean daisy rowe now had me on on a a few occasions on about three occasions um lindsay's had me on her podcast and we've talked outside in length i really want to do loads of things i have like an idea about what we can all do to a lot of people on this scene can do together to make things easier we need to make things bite size and we need to go um we need to get viral on this and I think we've all got a place, but then we need to be able to um, collaborate and put it all together in one place too and comp uh, make a compilation of everything. So we have more and more knowledge as it goes along, of course. And Lindsay Sharman is just a wonderful soul, really interesting work, loads of books under her name, very clever. And then again, I went to someone. Now, I wanted to, I, I was having a discussion online when I was, um in i was in spain and there was this i think it was spain and there was this um picture up on the wall of this hotel i was staying in this hotel <laughs> ill union i think it's called ill union hotel um but but basically they had this big picture and it was this chef and he had one hand over his one of his eyes and I asked what, what people thought this was. And of course, you know, Illuminati confirmed. And there's loads of different variations of that came back at me. And of course, I, I, I kind of agree that there may be something like that. Maybe it's just a photographer saying, oh, no, this one, close your eyes, cover your eyes. Maybe he has got um a, a hermetic religious or pseudo-religious or cultish reason for doing such a thing. Or maybe that's what the chef's doing. Or maybe it's just covering the eye. But there was more to to that there was more to that there's which eye are you covering which hand are you covering with what are you covering um and a, a man called bruno dharma got in touch with me and he's a bit of um an expert an italian man who's a bit of an expert on hermeticism and uh different sort of ways to look at religion now for lots of people who are on my path we know the enemy the people like you know some of our enemies people like freemasons and people like that hermetic organizations but they follow a certain path and there's loads of different paths so you must understand that like you know just because something's the same um, basic order as something else doesn't make it the same thing as something else. So hermeticism was something I really wanted to look into. And Bruno Dharma was able to explain it more. So I've already been like the first four shows. I was already on a brilliant adventure. And then I got to meet Jack from um, Maximus Disclosure. And, and Maximus Disclosure is still that's still working uh, for me because I'm still coming across things that then linking me back to this um, Maximus 
uh, organization that's just shady as hell and is um, basically got all of the money, got control of all of the money now from loads of child support contracts and kind of keeps the money, um, but also it is i mean it's it's just turned into a racket so people having their kids taken off them and stuff and it's all just due to money now on the same week i released i actually released another two podcasts because i was celebrating the launch of newspace properly and i wanted to give a load back so i also had um matt of uh unfleshed substack on talking about gene therapy and he's a very clever fella and a really nice fella uh, i think he's at Re rich weekly or, or weekly rich i can't remember uh oh um on uh twitter and he is a, an extremely lovely chap um really clever and i think he's on a journey and i really liked meeting him because i think he's on the start of a journey that i was on once upon a time and i think in four years time five years time you're going to see matt is a very good um journalist on uh maybe not only the medical front but maybe he would have found another place uh another niche to play his trade so he's starting up at the moment and i i you know i love supporting uh projects that i see are going in a certain direction then i'm afraid i went all downhill after that because oh, i got in uh, mr potty mouth himself Corey hughes uh to talk about all sorts all sorts Corey hughes is such an interesting guy again day zero um i've had me on a fair few times and Corey wants to do a a load of work and i want to do a load of work with him it's just like the, the launch of newspaste and all of this sort of stuff and the potting articles kept me busy and um i do find it interesting because he looks at parts of history that i look at too and we don't always see the same we've already discovered this we've we've come across um like for instance i know who jack the Riff is and he he thinks he knows who jack the ripper is so there you go um and that'll be something i'll talk about that a little bit later but it was wonderful to talk to Corey hughes um get to know him over the past month i mean yeah some of these people um i've met get on with really well but i know that if i had met him at a different time in my life i would have been like oh i don't like him because of these reasons and this reason and it would have been reasons that now i'm a little bit more forgiving of and that's people's opinions people can have opinions of what's going on and some of them can be quite far far away from what i think but it's really important that like the commonalities they cross over and when you weigh it all up you think okay well you got to you got to work out maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong and maybe but the only way you find out if you're wrong is by having those people around. So afterwards, um, I've had some really like, I mean, to follow up Corey Hughes, uh, John Ferreira came on to talk about SIFTA. And I really want to be involved in SIFTA. We've talked, we talked much. Um, me and John have been talking probably for about a year and a half now um, about this project. He's, he, he's, he's putting up, and he really wants to make something of it, and I I see what it is, and it's beautiful. It's gonna it's gonna need a little bit of effort to get it up and running because it means people like me adding information as I go to a database that allows other independent researchers to eventually um, 
find information easier but there's more to it sifter he's looking to add functions that allows you to uh, basically i don't know what you call it like, i remember like but rake up i think something like that rake up all of the um really important information uh really interesting one of the functions that he was looking at was you that you can put in a website and it'll take all the board members and all of their positions and stuff and just take it out of the website without you having to go onto the website just so you can quickly scan through loads of companies and see if anyone on the board is of interest. That's quite an interesting one. I mean, it only works to a certain extent sometimes on some things it won't necessarily work so well. Um, but to have all of these options and tools to make things quicker for a researcher is massively important. And so, oh my lord, it was just, it's just been, it has just been endless. Just like the next week I had Ian Davis on. I was, I mean, I'm such a big fan of Ian Davis's work anyway. He's, he's a prolific writer on all of the scenes. He writes for so many um articles he lives a fantastic life. He's got such a kind soul. He's such an interesting person. Um I cannot express uh, enough how you should go and listen to what he's got to say and read his work. He's he is fabulous, and Ian Davies is someone that I hope to speak to again and again and again. So that was for me probably like really a, a good benchmark um, because by that time, well. Oh, I think seven, eight, that way. I was coming up to the 10th podcast because the 10th podcast was um, Jasper Naviel Singh. Now, Jasper Naviel Singh, I talked to on the Funky Monkey podcast on, on the first of that, and I wanted him back to talk about hip-hop because he's actually, his dissertation in university, and I've read it, was on hip-hop. Now, we didn't actually talk about his dissertation, which I loved very much and was on um, uh, KRS, One Fuck the Police, uh, and is really in touch. Me and um, uh, I call uh, it's Pally. Uh, I call him Pally. Um, me and Pally, we've known each other. We live nearby, and we've known each other a while now. And we think differently on almost everything, apart from a few key subjects. I mean, we don't. It is so amazing how we are so far apart, and yet we are able to both talk and have discussions which unite us in many different ways and make us help us to see the other side now for a lot of people that may sound like bump something someone says um uh, just to make someone sound better or, or just make them sound uh, better but it's it's completely true Ali has taught me more than most people have taught me because he is so on the other uh, side of the fence to me um, that, that in many subjects and many issues, especially like the trans debate and stuff. I mean, basically in my house, we're, we're, me, me and uh, a monkey when I'm living in Britain, like at least uh, we're, we're, we're very we're gender critical. So, I mean, we kind of like, well, you know, agenda is an expression, a character, really, isn't it? 
it's uh you're male and female and the rest of it is just expression of character and you can't really uh make other people uh like live a life change their life dependent on your character because character can change it like the wind as we see with lots of people constantly changing and it can also be manipulated if we were to do that we it could be undermined and manipulated and it's part of the reason why it's been put into action now um pally accept some of that and and dispel some of that and it's nice to have a conversation with someone but that was a good to have a conversation about rap and hip-hop because it is 50th anniversary of hip-hop this year and there's some strange things happening because you know um it was it was like the the uh, hip-hop's got a lot to do with um like the rise of Zulu Nation and stuff, and then there's lots of uh, controversy at the moment with uh, sex charges, bad ones against one of the members. So, then the last three podcasters you would have heard, if you're a, a, a listener, is one of my favorite humans on earth, Tessa Lena. Uh, divine is as divine does. I mean, she is just. Um, uh, makes me feel happy all of the time makes me feel happy all the time she's just she thinks about things in such a way that links with me and it's almost like she's she's uh there to to make me go oh yeah okay kindness goodness all of that stuff just keep doing that and then when you see the nastiness you know what it looks like you know she's one of those types of people um she's a breath of fresh air every time i get to speak to her and i love her very much and then i got to speak with someone who we i've been on his podcast but and i've listened to uh bits and bobs but then we got speaking uh recently and i was like you gotta come on al borealis of Forum Borealis and because I mean it's hidden histories we and 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 that continued on the theme for the next week because he's hidden histories because he actually said to me oh you know what you should get Tony Gosling on and I'd been meaning to ask Tony to be on um for ages because Tony Gosling was actually one of the first people to ever um have me on uh, when I was first investigating the intelligence agencies, I'd never, I, you know, I wasn't a regular on shows. I, I, I was scared. The first, the first, like, I don't know, until probably about um, December 2021 time, no, twenty early 2021, um, sorry, 2021 time, about around the time when the Schwab article come out uh, is the time where I really started doing interviews. I tried, I've done interviews before, but I was so nervous all the time before, like terrified i'd have to sit there for an hour and sweat about talking to someone and the first like interviews i uh did about like the yunkerman stuff was with uh um richie allen jason bamas ed Oberman, and tony goslin and uh ed Oberman, i don't think he's speaking to me anymore partially because he seems to be on a certain side of the fence on the epstein case and um and uh some of his um allies don't seem to uh uh dig my direction of truth like bringing out truth that's a shame um jason bamas has proven to be one of the the people who always gives me space to talk always um is on the button on the ball well ahead of the game um is a brilliant human richie allen i miss very much I spoke to a load of times but very nervous at the start of this you know i first spoke to a lot of these guys when i was um when i released the theresa may article 
in 2016 or 2017, I can't remember. Um, that was one of my first real articles where I discovered her, Theresa May's father was, um, used to work with a serial killer called John Bodkin Adams, who was like the Harold Chipman of his day and killed over 130 women, getting them to sign them into his will, um, them into their will, sign him into their will. I always make those sort of mistakes grammatically. Speak at speed, I do. I speak at speed. I miss a couple of words out here. And I used to say thingy all the time. I wouldn't have been able to do what I do now if I used to speak how I did 10 years ago. I've had to really sort it out. But yeah, um, what this has all led me to then is, yeah, talking to Tony Goslin. That was, this has been the peak of my career. Speaking with the man, Tony Goslin. Now, he's a good he's a good guy. Um, he gave me space when the Youngerman article came out. I was really nervous and I needed to get out as far as I could. And Tony gave me, he was really like, he was really proper professional. He gave me a taste of what professional journalism was like. He didn't, he didn't get, yeah, he had no time for messing around or funny jokes. And he just wanted the information. And, uh, and, you know, uh, he then offered his assistance when uh, Youngerman got a teeth out and, you know, started having all my videos pulled down, getting the, the microtaskers to go from my website having the legal teams uh pull pull things off uh yeah um google and all of the like and so so uh, tony goslin uh when al said that i should have him on i was like well i gotta have him on really and he's do I, i've now caught up with tony goslin i was uh, not doing that type you know i was not looking back at the era that he looks at mainly which is like this world war Two, post-world war Two era the forming of the intelligence agencies the way the organizations and the roundtable groups merged and formed how they recruited ex nazi uh people um uh, officials to to do their their dirty work for them and create the ideology that the new world order would be based on incorporated parts of leninist propaganda fascism and just mashed it amalgamated it till we see what we've got today this weird globalism well tony goslin is a perfect person to speak about that and his work on bilderberg and and uh, other things are, are just completely astounding he is a legend really interesting guy really kind fella too so i've been on this journey i mean we you've been on this journey with me and i thank you and i know everybody says it. it's probably a bit of a cliche isn't it oh you've been on a journey with me we've gone on a journey together we've been learning things together but we really have and i i feel really um confident that uh the people who are listening to the newspace podcast and who are listening regularly uh understand what i'm trying to do uh, understand that i am trying to do it in a nice way and like the type of people that i like but i want to go further and further and i tell you what secretly hidden in the background and i'm not going to tell you all of this but there's other things going on big things big things happening in my life um and there's opportunities happening which is going to probably project my voice out very loud and yet leave me completely with my independence and i and the, the opportunities that are, are coming up to me uh, like 
being offered to me at the moment are like nothing I've ever seen before. And that's probably from hard work. I'd say it's from how I put in a lot of hard work. You know, I did a lot of investigating. Well, people like my investigating, like the fact that I, I get uh, a lot out of it. So there's some big folks who are now asking me to help them bigger than anybody i could even explain to you even if you support it was like if i if i told you you wouldn't you would if you could get the most independent and the biggest possible this would be these would be the, the type of people so i'm really happy about directions in which i'm going and how uh this whole thing is forming um you have been on a journey with me and this journey is going to get wild. It's going to get bigger. There's, I'm going to speak to bigger people. I'm going to continue. I mean, everybody knows I do a lot of podcasts myself. So I go on a lot of people's shows. I went on uh, to speak with Mel Kay this week. I went on to speak with Jason Bermas on AMP this week as well. Um, I also uh, spoke to Monica Perez, which is always an amazing conversation. I spoke to the Sheep Farm Boys. Um, there'll be a... Um, um, uh, schism podcast coming out at the end of the month i think it is uh which is a proper like i mean rundown of of the adventure we've been on because uh, of course the schism boys joined me on the news hounds and i showed them all the source articles and i showed them all the articles before they come out so they were on a journey with me um i've had a couple of people on the potting a journey with me and i intend to do this um with various articles and for those who haven't got to read potting the potting a series yet you could go watch um interviews about it first and it'll rev you up for it and it'll intrigue you because i mean it is a wild ride to go learn who john stanley pottinger is where he came from how he rose to power his years at harvard his time in government is um it, it being the center of desegregation as desegregated as as everything was actually going the opposite way for some reason and then 1973 being involved in the cover-up of martin from 1973 onwards being involved in the cover-up of martin luther king um kent state massacre watergate i mean that's pretty big harassing people at wounded knee getting cia's legal right to domestic surveillance for his mate george hw bush when he was director of the cia under um the auspices of uh needing to find out about operation condor uh, after the murder of Orlando letelier and then going to uh, uh defend against uh, the the famous blackmail agent arm and hammer defend me corporation and a hostile takeover by Occidental Petroleum and then going on to be central to the October surprise and um, Iran-Contra, then being a best-selling author and then being the victim's uh, lawyer for a a bulk of the victims in the Jeffrey Epstein case. That's an insane life. No one had put everything together. They all put most of it like in the ether uh, in different places. But this is what I do. I put it all together and then I find a load of other things. And what did I find? I find that, that um, of course, he was involved in Iran Contra and, of course, so was uh, Epstein. And who were they funding? Well, best mates. Both of them were, were in, in bed with the same people who were working together, Cyrus Hashemi and um, Adnan Khashoggi. So they were obviously connected. And it turns out Epstein lived 500 meters away from Pottinger later on. And it also turns out that Pottinger admits he had shared an office with Epstein when they were both 
both working in separate investment banks just during the time when they're illegally running guns in Iran. So I don't think that was what was happening, was it? And of course, by 1989-1990, Potting is spending three point um what one five uh three million one hundred and twenty or one hundred fifty thousand on two separate properties one in uh twin lake south salem and one in palm beach and that's one it's opposite jeffrey epstein so the fact that he's uh, now uh made it as a um uh, the one of the main legal team for the uh, victims of Jeffrey Epstein. Well, when you investigate it, of course, the whole thing's corrupt because it was also always going to be corrupted. Because what Epstein did, Epstein corrupted everything. He, he, he oh, you're going to prosecute me? Oh, I'm going to corrupt it and take over all sides. That's what he did in the first case. Exactly what he did in the first case. Everybody complained about it. The second case, he did exactly the same thing. And so uh, this has been a really important series to get out there it's been really important to show people that there's like uh, only a very small amount of people like a handful of people who deal with all of these different things only a very niche group who can be fixers at this level jeffrey epstein's one pottinger's one um hunter biden's one you know they're 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 top level fixes uh we laugh in the podcast but it's very much true and back in the day in britain jimmy savile was one and eventually had a program called jim will fix it for you which i think was a bit of a pun when i think of it now about the fact that he was fixing things for royal family and for people in higher echelons of media and and politics i mean these guys they there is many of them and so that means they are easy to trace. And when you do trace them, they're all doing all of the conspiracies. They're all committing the conspiracies. Because, yes, conspiracies aren't just theories. You know, so, see, this is the thing I keep exclaiming, exclaiming and explaining to people, is that, in actual fact, conspiracy theory is just investigative journalism. You know what investigative journalism is? You work out a conspiracy between some people, but it's possible. You look at it, and then you investigate, and you discover wherever there's any evidence to back up your claim. And when you discover loads of evidence to back up your claim, you say, oh, we ain't a theory anymore, man. You got the evidence. So no, it's just a conspiracy. So the idea of conspiracy theory, well, that's just investigative journalism. That's what the process you've got to go through to find a, cons uh, a conspiracy. And the proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the evidence. When you get the evidence and you open up the evidence and it says that there's been a conspiracy, then you know that it's a conspiracy and not just a conspiracy theory. But this is what they do. and We all know this. And we all know their game. So there's big things going on. And there's big things gone on. For those who are catching up and don't know of my previous work, um, I would suggest that if you like trilogies and selections of articles or, or, or um, uh, series in general, uh, then you could start off with the Yunkerman trilogy, which look into uh, an Epstein associate called Nicole Yunkerman. That was one of the first steps I uh, made into reporting on intelligence operations um, and has dragged me since right into the center of reporting on, on the Epstein case. 
Um, the trilogy on Nicole Youngman is extremely important. She's an extremely powerful lady. She's now Countess Brachetti Peretti. Her husband is Ferdinando Brachetti Peretti of the famous Peretti family. Uh, his mum was the first general in Italian history. Um, and his uh, dad was an extremely influential man who joined the Peretti, uh, Brachetti and Peretti families, two famous families in a marital union, and took the names. Hmm. The um, Elsa Peretti uh, is a person who created Tiffany's in New York. She ran off from the family, disassociated from them, uh, and went and set up Tiffany's and hung around in Studio 54 and all that and was in with that scene, uh, which was, of course, also intelligence-linked. And she's probably got that written all over her too, really. I mean, but you, you investigate a little bit, you discover more. Um, uh uh, the the uh Ferdinando Bocchetti Peretti and his brother are uh, also um Ugo, uh also uh, Knights of Malta high up on the orders and and high up on the uh, royal families. Youngerman herself, extremely interesting, was on the Lolita Express twice, once alone with Epstein, which is really rare for a girl who was in her mid-twenties. Went to Harvard uh, during the time Epstein was funding projects at Harvard and um, met two senators with another woman, Anna Epstein, uh, on September the 1st, 2002, in a house, in a Foxcote house in North Warwickshire in the UK. That's what got my interest in the second article. The third article, because she was um, trying to censor me by uh, via regional Berlin court and microtaskers and many other ways, I had to write a third article. Uh, so there's a trilogy, um, and Nicole Youngerman Free, point oh model or Mossad uh, looks at her um, uh, business dealings with Jeffrey Epstein, Peter Thiel and Echoed Barak when she invested in Carbine 911 among all of her life, basically from 1995 onwards, from the time she was an elite model, uh, the same company that Naomi Campbell, etc. Uh, worked for, though a different branch of elite models. Um, she was worked for elite models as a model in 1995 and she became the biggest tech entrepreneur and then she now um, sold one of her biggest satellite array businesses to Elon Musk's uh, Skynet, I want to say, <laughs> um, and and uh, they they uh, she's part of Starlink now. Well, um, so so you uh, you you watch out. She's she's coming. She still censors me. People still uh, have um, the the stuff uh, pulled down all of the time. All of the time, uh, they can't stop themselves um, from pulling down my stuff. She loves it because she wants to hide everything. Her picture on Google compared to DuckDuckDo is massively different. If you put in uh, Nicole Youngerman or you put Nicole Youngerman and Vedmore, see what you get on both. Go on, see. Do it at home. Do it wherever. Type it in in Google, Nicole Youngerman and Vedmore, and then type it in in DuckDuckGo. See how uh, lacking in in uh, information it is on the one. And even DuckDuckGo is getting um, butchered now. But if you go to johnnyvedmore.com, you can read uh, all three articles in that series. And then, of course, uh, I did a load of other articles which stand up independently um, uh, throughout that period as well. But I also um, did um, pretty my seminal work, at least before Pottinger, because I think Pottinger is pretty much my seminal work. But um, 
Now, my seminal work beforehand was uh, work on understanding Klaus Schwab's ancestry, uh, his background, his rise to power, his time at Harvard, and all of that. So if you want to learn about who Klaus Schwab really is, his uh, father who ran a model Nazi company working on the atomic bomb program, how... Um, uh, Klaus Schwab then took over the company and helped sell uh, nuclear weapons technology illegally to the South Africans in the late 60s and early 70s. And then you can discover in the second part uh, how uh, he went to Kissinger's International Seminar in 1965 at Harvard, Klaus Schwab, uh, alongside people like Pierre Trudeau, um, Valerie Destang, who was the president of France at one point, and others. Um, and it was basically a Young Global Leaders course was um, Harvard's International Seminar, which was known as Kissinger's International Seminar. But it was also a CIA-funded course funded through uh, free CIA conduits between 1960 and 1960 that we know about farfield foundation the asian foundation and um the american friends in the middle east and then um and but they wouldn't tell uh, anybody what the funding was like for the first 10 years because it was massive um but the rockefeller foundation they were the ones who uh um funded the magazine that ran alongside at confluence as well so you can get get a feeling of who who was running it um uh down the the lady once it got revealed uh, on the year Klaus Schwab left in 1967 it was revealed in the newspaper just after he left that it was a CIA funded program um in it was revealed in New York Times and other places and and then it was Kissinger went off to government and Abby Collins who had been running the seminar for Kissinger um, eventually was relocated to another program in Harvard that was run by basically the same people, Rockefeller and others had set up the German Marshall Fund with Guido Goldman at the front Guido Goldman, the son of the famous founder, uh, Zionist founder of Israel, Nahum Goldman um, and he is an extremely important story to tell so that's all part of the Schwab series in the third one you get to see um, really how the Harvard's Kissinger's International Seminar and this um, Young Global Leaders um, are indistinguishable from each other and how they've all really come from CIA influence and CIA courses and how the World Economic Forum itself and how um, the second one shows the mentors who Kissinger gave to Klaus Schwab to, to form the World Economic Forum, which include Henry Kissinger. Um, uh, uh, Herman Kahn, real Dr. Strangelove, and John Kenneth Galbraith, who's one of the most interesting men in American history. So that's a really good series to to watch. There's another uh, read. There's another series that I've done called Black Hand, which is about the takeover of nightclubs in 1950s and 1960s by gangsters and intelligence-linked mobsters. Um, and it includes some amazing stories and amazing tales. It's all true, and I, I think it really should focus light on a load of um, what I see as unsolved murders. They saw as accidental deaths of a string of women who run nightclubs um, over a year and a half period and it's a really interesting um, series so that, that's that got five parts you'll find that on newspace.com on the, the cover down uh, further down at the bottom and the characters are amazing and those characters let you see the template of what future intelligence operation, operatives would look like because they really are like very much the balls out version of what spies are today 
And then, of course, the Pottinger series reveals um, a lot about Epstein, a lot about other stuff. So that I'm, I'm really into my series. I, I think it's a really important thing to um, explain in detail something. And you can't do that with just a few thousand words. I've done it a few times with a few thousand words, but there's so much more you can tell and so much more people can understand by themselves. I don't have to tell people how to think if you've got enough information and you've got as much of the official narrative and the real story, people understand what the, the things to take from that story are. I don't need to tell them. They will get there by themselves because you people, you're intelligent enough to be looking for the answer. Some of you probably not, <laughs> some of you are here by accident some of you are here because you drank too much but most of you are here because you care about your friends your family your way of life you care about what's happening around you, you care about the fact that you're being lied to constantly and that history is not what you think it is and that's what i do i go through history and i make it so that it is true it's not it's no longer uh you're no longer getting just the one side you're getting you're getting a good idea of what all of it looks like and when you do you'll always see the same thing we humans we're a grubby sort fighting amongst each other uh, down there fighting in the mud against each other hating each other yet we're exactly the same aren't we and I know that's a message that's really simplistic, isn't it? Ooh, we're exactly the same. It's like the Joe Cox is more that brings us together than tears us apart. And, so, and and sometimes it's true and sometimes it's not. But we we are going to be tested um, over the following years. And I intend uh, to be there um, trying to give people perspective and that's what I do. I give perspective by using history um, and facts and dragnetting information and telling a story without um, having uh, a dog or, or telling the story as though I don't have a dog in the fight. Because even if I have a dog in the fight, I uh, which everybody has a dog in the fight. I try not to include that dog. <laughs> I try not to bring the dog to work. <laughs> Instead, I go and I um, try and learn uh, a little bit myself about what's happened in history and try and make uh, try and get some understanding. So thanks for sitting through this. Listen, I wanted to bring you something where I explained to you, listen, there's not going to be no podcast this week. Uh, that's because there's a hell of a lot of things happening. And it's some really exciting stuff going to be coming i mean really big exciting stuff and the pottinger piece is really important for me um so everybody who can go out and share my work and stuff i really appreciate it. anybody who wants to support my work wonderful i need all the support because i you know there's a concerted effort to make uh, make my life collapse beneath me <laughs> and uh and, and no no it seems like it could work um I'm kind of riding on karma at the moment and I need to stop doing that and start being much more professional and focused because I tell you I have some plans for the future. One of the plans is to continue with journalism, but one of the, the, the plans is to set up um, a network of people who can actually make uh, changes in the real world about certain topics, especially about child exploitation, that could be game changers. We need to think differently about how we do a lot of what we do 
otherwise we're not going to make change so when we want to protect children or protect with vulnerable women or vulnerable adults we've got to make certain decisions that uh, seem like against our better interest and that makes it hard to make those decisions but we've also got to be wily we can think outside the box all of that bump all of those lines if we can think uh, uh, of how to do it we could actually change things in a much more base way forever and that's why i'm trying i'm working on a few projects which will i'll um uh come out eventually which will all have their effect in a different area um some of them will will it like one if it works out is a dream for me but there's a load of stuff which is uh the basic work the work i'm putting in and that's to not only bringing you information but trying to find uh some form of uh, solution to the issues that we all face and we all face a load of problems so i'll bring you information i can bring you um articles and they'll be long and sprawling but for that i do need support and help because of course it takes a long time the particle series took almost a year of hard work to get to the end of at the same time i'm working on loads of other stuff as well so i do break it up but and i do do lots of shows and i really want to invite people to come share i need to break this um algorithm that they've got me stuck in where my uh videos go out and don't reach so far on certain platforms i need to break that out and i need help to do that but most of all in this edition of the newspace podcast i wanted to say one simple thing thank you for being here with me and taking this road with me because otherwise it'd be a really lonely place and I trust you. I hope you can trust me. I try my hardest. I'm still human. I still mess up. I still make mistakes here and there. And I'm likely to make a mistake in the future. Who knows? You know, I might write something and I might think it's right. But one day I might be, you know, I might I might uh, not not do the right due diligence or not do the, uh, have the right oversight and not have a, someone next to me telling me and not listen to people. And I might not see it. And I, I, I'm, I'm trying my hardest to make sure that I don't do that. And I'm trying to bring you something that's pure, honest and truthful. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for being with me on this journey. Um, and I promise I will bring you things because you're here with me on this journey. I will bring you things that no one else will bring you. I will find information that no one else will find. I will use all of my methods and techniques to, to, to work out the place you need to aim at the Death Star to make it blow up. That's what I'm going to spend my time doing. And I want your support that time. And that support can also be just listening, loving, liking, sharing, subscribing, but also interacting because I'm an interactor. I interact with everybody. So if you think you know, you, you have an idea or you hear me say something and you, you, you feel you want to say something back, contact me. There's contact form at the bottom of newspace.com. But I mean, it won't take you long to, to uh, searching around to find a way to contact me because I open up all avenues of communication. 
because I'm a human, you're a human, and we need to speak. So if you want to speak, come find me. Uh, you'll find um, uh, me, of course, on newspaste.com, on johnnyvedmore.com. Um, as Funky Monkey is still up and running, but I'm probably going to change it into something slightly different, seeing as Newspaste has taken over parts of that. And it's probably going to be much more of a production company uh, side of the company um eventually i just don't know how it's it, it's eventually all gonna lay but it's still there for the time being with a few interviews and other clips on it so thanks again uh for being here and i hope you have a lovely day um a lovely old time and remember fight this power find me on newspaste and um and join in see you soon